It is Thursday, July 18th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rally. It's granted Wilkes-Barre took the first two games from the Columbus Clippers, team with the best record in the International League entering the week, but then Columbus got their just revenge on Scranton Wilkes-Barre, who admittedly opened up a nice little early lead, and after scoring two runs in the first, Clint Frazier came to bat with the Rail Riders already leading 2-1. Looked good in the first, gave up two two-out runs last inning. Pitch to Frazier, a swing, and this one's got some carry on a rope to center field. Barnes turns around, it's gone onto the berm in center. A line drive that just never came down off the bat of Clint Frazier. He circles the bases as Scranton Wilkes-Barre now has a 3-1 lead here in the bottom of the third. Columbus would respond, though, with a run of their own in the top of the fourth. Brandon Barnes with his 21st home run of the season for Columbus. The Clippers have four players on their roster with 20 or more home runs. Brandon Barnes, Bobby Bradley, Trace Thompson, and Eric Haas. And the home runs, well, they were flying out yesterday on a day game. That was one of the five home runs that Columbus hit en route to victory. But at that point, it was still a one-run lead for the Rail Riders, and they added a run to it with an RBI single by Zach Zayner in the bottom of the fourth inning. But from there, Columbus... They would go on to score the final seven runs of the game, including a go-ahead grand slam by Yu Chang in the sixth inning. That was only his fifth home run of the season, but it was the deciding blow. The home runs yesterday, Ryan Flaherty hit two. Chang, his grand slam, we heard from Brandon Barnes in the fourth inning. And then the cherry on top was the fifth of the year from Daniel Johnson. A season high, five home runs given up by Rail Riders pitching yesterday. Yesterday was a day game for Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, and Columbus, and so we decided to get in the ear of their broadcaster, Ryan Mitchell. It's the first time that these two teams have squared off this season some 90-plus games into the year before the Rail Riders taking on the IL West leaders, and so we figured no one better to ask than Ryan Mitchell about his team this season and specifically what we saw the first two games of the week in which the Rail Riders knocked off the Clippers compared to what he's been seeing all season long from his guys. Well, actually, it's been very similar with one kind of uh, glaring change. The Clippers hit, hit home runs, right? You guys hit a lot of home runs. We hit more home runs than anybody in the International League. But we also strike out a ton. So over the last two days, you've seen the strikeouts and not so much the home runs. And then particularly, not so much the home runs with a lot of guys on base. Max Moroff had a a two-run shot in the first game that gave the Clippers back the lead. And that's kind of been the M.O. this year. Get a couple of guys on, hit that big blast. And really up and down the lineup, they can hit home runs. There, There aren't many holes on this team. But those strikeouts, and we've seen that already in this series, and we've seen it a lot this year. Runner at second base, nobody out. Runners on the corners, nobody out. you got to be able to score those runs. Now, here's something I've said on the broadcast all season long. What comes with all the home runs is strikeouts. What comes with that strikeout-type approach is a lot of home runs. And the Clippers have the best record in AAA coming in, so you have to think that it's working, right? But when you see those types of games, what we've seen the last two days, like you guys, the the Clippers lost three out of four coming out of the All-Star break to Indianapolis. It just, home runs are a streaky type thing, right? We've seen that throughout the course of baseball. Power is the kind of a thing that goes into a slump. When it happens and you don't have a second punch, the losses can can come pretty fast and furious. And so I think that's what's happened the last couple of days. Now, 
the Clippers are going to get some reinforcements today with Bobby Bradley back from the major leagues. Uh, he was promoted and hit his first big league home run the other day, but seemed like a bit overmatched um, with with off speed and breaking stuff. It's, it's the same old story we've seen a hundred times from power hitters. It can really drive the ball when you are able to speed up their bat or slow them down a little bit. Sometimes they struggle as they learn to adjust, but he's still just 23 years of age. So uh, hopefully that's going to be an influx of power and talent and actually having a first baseman, which we haven't had since Bradley was promoted. It's been, uh, you know, Barnes and Flaherty and Rosales filling in at first base, and they've done a nice job. It'll be good to have Bobby back. The Rail Riders have a bunch of home runs this year. We've talked about it on our broadcast, but we don't have yet a 20 home run guy. And your team, I mean, to put it in perspective, three, you've got Thompson, Haas, Bradley, and who am I missing? Uh, Bradley. So there it is. So when you take a look at all of those those guys, um, is there ever, do you ever sense the panic if they go through a couple of games in a row where you know they they go one for ten with eight strikeouts um or or do they stick to the plan and know that everything evens out well in the case of bobby bradley that's just been his career mo he's a big strong power hitter uh trace thompson has been very streaky this year and he is in a bad lull right now he started the season pretty badly uh, lots of strikeouts and then he started to find his swing a little bit and when he got hot I, th- I would venture to say that when Trace is hot, he stays as hot as anybody and carries the team in a way that not many others do. He gets locked in. Uh, Brandon Barnes has never been a huge home run guy. He's been one of those you know 15 to 17 to 18 homer guys on the season. And Eric Haas is, is a guy that can hit it as far as anybody. Uh, you put him in a long-distance contest, and, and I like his chances. In terms of panic, I haven't really seen that out of anybody except for Thompson, who does get into those holes, and he's trying to get himself out of one right now. I think more than anything else, knowing that they've got that power in their hip pocket is something that can keep their confidence up when things aren't going very well. Ryan Mitchell, voice of the Columbus Clippers, here on the pregame show. Today, tomorrow, the next couple for the Rail Riders and Clippers going head-to-head. You've got Michael Peoples today and then Ching Chang going tomorrow for you guys. So what can we expect from the starting pitchers the next two days? Well, if the Clippers can avoid a big crooked number inning, then I think they'll They'll be in pretty good shape. Uh, Michael Peoples has been among the best statistically this year among qualifiers in terms of ERA and, and whip and things of that nature. He has run into the problem of you know coming out after a long inning and, and maybe taking some time to find his feel. Xiao Ching Chang, last start, went two innings, struck out six batters, which is pretty good, I think, and then absolutely hit a wall in the third inning and, and six runs scored. And that's been his entire Clippers career one inning has been his undoing he'll go four or five innings with not allowing any runs but then that other inning and it doesn't matter if it comes early or late it'll be three four five runs and then the next thing you know the horse is out of the barn so that's what uh, the Clippers pitchers the next couple of days have to avoid now with Phil Mayton coming in the bullpen is a little bit stronger now and uh, so if you can get deep into the game you like your chances uh, but man if those guys get uh, run out after three and a third or four innings it can be dicey we'll leave you with this with Two weeks to go until the trade deadline. We've talked on our broadcast a lot about Clint Frazier and just really what the Yankees are looking to do down the stretch and try and make that postseason push. The Indians are in an interesting spot. With your ear to the ground, how do you see things perhaps shaking out over the next couple of weeks? I don't—listen, they hold everything really, really close to the chest, and so I don't know if— 
anybody knows except for Chris Antonetti uh, and Carter Hawkins what they want to do. They're in a position where they could be buyers or could be sellers based upon the way last night's game went. Um, And they may try and be a mix of both because they want to keep their window open. Uh, They do have, obviously, some very good young talent there. And they've got some veterans like Carlos Santana, who is uh, really infused with some power this year. I think they may, if they if they believe that the pitching is going to get healthy at the end of the year, maybe they feel comfortable moving one of those pieces of Bauer for some outfield help or something along those lines. In terms of being buyers, minor league prospects, a lot of the, the top guys are way down the line, not necessarily major league ready, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of moves they make. But uh, if they want to be sellers, they've got some pieces that are going to be uh, very, very much sought after in the major leagues. Big thanks to Ryan for being our pregame guest, and thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. Scram Wilkesbury looks to take the series from Columbus tonight, beginning at 7.05 with scheduled first pitch as Chance Adams takes the ball against Xiaoqing Chang for Columbus. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.35 with Adam, Marco, and me on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later on tonight.